You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch. And I'm Katie. Welcome back, Katie, to the house. That is now air-conditioned. That is now air-conditioned. Um, yeah, we were just talking about how we don't have any updates, and I was going to mention that it was raining and spooky, but then I think it stopped raining. Yeah. So. Thankfully, especially since I'm driving the truck today. Uh, I don't really want to drive in the rain. Yeah. I got home from work and came and, like, ran into the house because it was downpouring when I got home. Full. 30 minutes later, changed like had changed into my pajamas, and I go, there's groceries in the back of my car. <laughs> Forgot about that, but... Hopefully no ice cream. No, there were eggs. That was the only refrigerated thing. Eh, but it's not like it's that hot out, so... Yes. There's also this wine, so I had to yeah, rescue we it. We needed that. Yes. Um, okay, so we don't have any updates. Let's just get right to it. We're just going to dive right in. Um, I'm going to tell you a story that I'm fairly confident you haven't heard, I hope. And I also get to practice a little bit of my Russian. Oh, good. This is a story. Don't, don't look to me for pronunciation, <laughs> like, verification, because no. Yes. Yet. <laughs> this is the story of Anatoly Moskvin. All right. Um, I actually didn't check to make sure I was saying his first name right. I'm just going to... Well, I have him in here as Anatoly. Whatever. Um, he was born September 1st, 1966 in Nizhny Novgorod, Russia. I don't know where it is. It's Russia's big. It's somewhere in there. It's it's in Russia. Yes. Um, so I'm going to start with kind of a weird anecdote from his childhood. This is a story that he um, wrote in an article that was published um, in 2011. So this is from his own words. Once you learn a little bit more about him, you know, like, believe what you want. <laughs> so in 1979, Anatoly was 13. Mm-hmm. He was walking home from school and a group of men on their way to a funeral approached him. And according to Anatoly, the men made him come with them to the funeral And turns out the funeral was for an 11-year-old girl named Natasha Petrova. And this is where, if that wasn't strange enough, it gets a little weirder. This is a quote from Anatoly. He says, An adult pushed my face down to the waxy forehead of the girl in an embroidered cap, and there was nothing I could do but kiss her as ordered. So apparently they like, like on the forehead or the cheek or something or the I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know that they specified. Um I hope I'm going to assume like forehead just call it a day there. Well, uh then after that, according to Anatoly, the mother of the dead girl put a wedding ring on his finger and then one on Natasha's finger and I don't know why or I tried to kind of look into like is Is that like a weird custom thing? Yeah I was like is this like a weird like denominational thing? I mean it almost sounded like they needed like they had her funeral and the mom was like there's not a young boy here to marry my dead daughter go find one And so they went out and found some kid on the street and, like, forced him to kiss a corpse. So I don't know. That's terrible. (laughs) I know. But, I mean, the whole time I'm like, you know, like you said, as as we hear more about him, kind of take what he says kind of with a grain of salt. And also, like, this is a 13-year-old. Yeah. It could have been a very active imagination along with not fully understanding what was going on. Right. Like, it could have been, like, when he was forced to go, Uh it could have been that they were like, hey, come here and help us with this. Right. help be a pallbearer. Right. Or come help for whatever reason for this funeral. Or what if it was, like, like his cousin or something, like, just a bunch of relatives he didn't really recognize and he forgot he was supposed to go to this funeral and they found him and were like, come on, pay your respects. 
That's a good idea. And then for some reason, someone gave him a wedding ring at the end of it. Yeah. That one either... That one I'm thinking either is like a an imagination, like embellishment, yeah. or or it's just it actually happened or, and it's just really weird and I have no idea what it Russia's means. a weird weird place. So cold will do that to you. If yeah, if it would make you marry corpses. If this story is going to happen anywhere, it's going to happen in Russia. So whatever. That's fair. <laughs> um, so like I said, he uh, wrote an article about this. It was published in. I don't know. I couldn't figure out if this was, like, an online publication or an actual, um, like, paper one. It's called Necrologies. It's a weekly publication about cemeteries and obituaries. So, I don't know who's reading that besides Anatoly, but there you go. Um, it's uh, pu- published was... Oof, can't talk. It was published on October 26, 2011, if anyone wants to go look that up. I didn't. Um, okay, so Anatoly grows up. Uh, he graduates from Moscow State University. His main areas of academic interest were Celtic history, folklore, languages, and linguistics. And he actually spoke 13 languages, so he's very smart. Um, he was personally interested in cemeteries, burial, rituals, death, and the occult. Which I would say is weird, but... Also, we're we doing a podcast, podcast about podcast. we're doing a podcast about him. So. Yes. Also, like there's a dead squirrel on the wall and the <laughs> haunted hobo clown and skulls and whatever. Um. So he he was really smart. He was just kind of eccentric. So mm-hmm. he was really well known in academic circles, um, and his peers would describe him as both genius but also a little eccentric, like. I feel like the line between is very, very thin. Yes. I, I feel like pretty much everyone who is very, very intelligent mm-hmm. is also a little weird. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's because they're so smart. Yeah. Like, book smart, but they, they don't have all the, the social skills. Yeah. And so they're kind of weird in that way, or sometimes yeah. it's, they're very, very smart, but they're also interested in a lot of things such as the occult and death, right. et cetera, yes. that make them weird to other people. Mm-hmm. The dumb folk. <laughs> Us commoners. Um. No, no, no. We are intelligent because we like oh. death and oh, yeah, occult yeah. and stuff. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Me and my <laughs> college degree behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Anatoly lived with his parents... Uh, which I don't think anyone's surprised by. He never dated. He didn't drink or smoke. He had a personal library of over 60,000 books and documents and a large doll collection. So he was weird. Yep. But smart. Uh, There there comes a point where being smart mm -hmm. and, like, the whole... I feel like there's a graph of, like, you know, you can be this weird if you're this smart. Yeah. But then there's, like, okay, you're really smart, sure, but you are way weirder than, like, you're... Yes. Also, um, as a side note, not to make us self-conscious, Jarek told me today that our last two episodes we sound tired, so... (laughs) I'm sorry that I work and have life and... Yeah. He was he was like, I don't know, the last two episodes are missing something. You guys just sound tired. I was like, we probably are tired. We've been having terrible weeks. Yes. Excruciatingly exhausting, horrible I know. weeks. I was With flat tires and... My anxiety came back all last week and the weekend and... Anyways, I'm trying... Last week, I think I was just kind of in, like, a bad mood. I was kind of like sour grapes. And I was just like, (laughs) fuck that guy. But we also didn't record last week. We recorded last 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 time. Yeah, Yeah, because last week was a really horrible, exhausting week. Mm. We had recorded last week. It wouldn't have been (laughs) until 11 o'clock at night. This is true. Because I had to drive five hours for what I told was a one-hour meeting, which was actually a a three-and-a-half-hour hearing where I got cross-examined by a slimeball lawyer. Yes. Who we hope is listening. Um, That guy especially. (laughs) Just so you know, anytime you cancel um, last minute, I'm secretly excited. Like, especially if I already have the episode done, because then I'm like, I can just relax. (laughs) 
Not that this is stressful. Just no. I'm an introvert and I love canceled plans. So I, I would love it so much more if the studio was at my house. <laughs> I hate leaving the house once yeah. I go. Sorry. It's all right. Well, all right. So okay. <clears throat> so weird guy. Yep. Um, he. This is just a little bit more on his. Jealous of his library, not so much his doll collection. Yes. Um, or his living situation. Um, a little bit more on his academic stuff. He lectured on Celtic studies at Nizhny Novgorod Linguistic University. He worked at the Institute of Foreign Languages. He wrote several papers, books, and translations. And he was considered an expert on local cemeteries in the Nizhny region. So much so... That in 2005, a man named Oleg Ryabov commissioned Anatoly to summarize and list the dead in over 700 cemeteries in 40 regions. Seems like a big project. It does. So naturally, Anatoly decided to do this while traveling on foot. Um, So between 2005 and 2007, he went to 752 different cemeteries. He walked up to 30 kilometers a day, which is about 18 and a half miles. Sounds like my dad. Okay. Oh, gosh. I hope not. Um, That's his hobby, walking. (laughs) He's probably walking while listening to this right now. Oh, well, good. Mm -hmm. I hope that's where the similarities end. (laughs) Um, Also during this, he would sleep in the cemeteries or he would sleep in, like, abandoned farms or haystacks. He would drink rainwater. Like, he just was uh, he was enjoying the hobo lifestyle yeah like he didn't it's not investigating these cemeteries i also feel like when you said like the scope of the project with Mm -hmm. the 700 or whatever i'm like i feel like not only is he going to be excited about this but i feel like he's going to go above and beyond about (laughs) it like something about everything i've heard about it makes me think like all right yeah no i'll take this you know five cent Mm mm-hmm Ask and I'm going to turn it into a dollar twenty-seven. Yes, absolutely. Uh, ooh, sorry, that was <laughs> gurgles. That was the wine just making its own sound in my throat. Um, so naturally, sometimes while he was out and about, he would be stopped by police who would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, just this weird guy wandering around a cemetery, drinking yeah. the rainwater. Yeah. So th- I think they were like thinking maybe he was vandalizing things. I put in here, he probably looked hella suspicious. Well, he probably looked pretty rough, too. Like, he, I, I say he probably the didn't hobo bring a change life, of, yeah. he probably did look kind of like a hobo. I would imagine he's not the kind of person that brought a change of clothes and just walked in, like, loafers. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that goes with that whole, like, the very smart, but not... Not, not very, practical? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's too focused on the work of it, not the uh, logistics. Yes. Um, He was never arrested or detained. He was always kind of able to explain what he was doing, present his academic credentials, and they left him alone. And although the work that he um, got or did put together um, was never published, it was described by his colleagues as unique and priceless in that field of study. I don't know what you're studying, but okay. Yeah, because it was just cat. What was the um, again? Like, listing. Let's see. So List like listing and summarize the, the dead. Okay, so basically, it's just go through all of these cemeteries and write down everyone's names and dates. I guess. I guess. I mean, I could do that if someone wants to pay me, but I'm also getting a hotel and driving my car, and probably I'm gonna want to use like a tablet or something. Yeah. So I just I just don't understand the purpose of that. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, in larger cemeteries they they have like not like a business, but like mm-hmm. they they have records, you know, be, you know operating like yeah. a business. I mean, it's the smaller like family uh plots that you see like just driving down the highway in the middle yeah. of nowhere you know you'll see there's a big you know field and kind of in the mm-hmm. middle there is a square of yep. a couple of headstones so like yeah you probably don't have you know, any kind of official records there but also why i don't know i'm sure it has to do with like census data or death records or no idea then I again know. i mean 
Who knows what their record-keeping situation is like. It's Russia, so who knows? I mean, whatever records, you know, these are probably all, you know, people who died before, like, you know, during the Soviet Union Mm -hmm. and everything. And so, Mm. you know, during all the revolution and all that jazz, there's probably a whole lot of document and records burning and stuff. This is true. Anyway, that was his job. He enjoyed it. Um, On a unrelated uh, thing that happened, uh, in 2009, local graves in and around Nizhny were discovered desecrated and or dug up. Now, authorities initially believed that it was the work of an extremist group, and so they kind of started working an investigation around that theory, but they never found anyone, and these desecrations just kind of kept happening for two years with no leads. And Why then, would they automatically assume a uh, extremist group, an extremist about what? And also why that I, versus just a bunch of rowdy teenagers who are... I don't know. Um, well, in 2011, on January 24th, 2011, I had never heard of this, by the way, um, which it always surprises me when there are... This is about a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's like terrorist attacks that I've never heard of. Um, so in 2011, well, yeah, if they didn't happen in the U.S. or to U.S. citizens, but still, why, why would America care about it? Oh, jeez. Well, this was a terrorist attack at the Doma. Okay, I didn't practice this one. <laughs> Doma Dedovo International Airport. It was a suicide bombing that killed 37 people and injured 173. I think it was at, like, the international gate part, so it was catching a bunch of people. Um, and a jihadist group um, and fi- eventually uh, took responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. So shortly after that, there were reports of Muslim graves being desecrated in Nizhny. So... I'm assuming that they were thinking as a retaliation for these terrorist attacks, someone was desecrating specifically Muslim graves. I don't know why their investigation was, like, more on point this time, but they, like, went out to the graveyard. And on November 2nd, 2011, local authorities caught Anatoly painting over pictures of dead Muslims on like, the gravestones, but he wasn't doing anything else to the graves. Like, all he was doing was just covering the picture. And he was arrested, because you can't do that. And so eight police officers um, arrived to search his home. I also just remember that I have a video to show you. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so you don't have to listen. I'm going to turn the audio down. It's just them speaking in Russian. So And there's subtitles. No, you don't need to know what they're saying. It's just video footage of them searching the house. Okay, do I start it here or... Yes, just start it there. Um, And it's just like any regular, I guess, procedural video. It looks like hoarders. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've got a really zoomed-in shot of creepy doll faces. (laughs) So, and he's still living with his parents at this time? Yes, he's still living with his parents. Oh, and there's a giant stuffed doll thing like a faceless mannequin almost mm-hmm. weird <laughs> it's a creepy video yeah also when I said I was jealous of his library it looks like he doesn't have like an actual library it's just stacks of papers and yeah. books everywhere and that is a disgrace it's a generous term to call it a library yeah, it looks like here's some more doll things like seriously this looks like something off of hoarders yes Oh, there's another creepy doll that's just leaning over, staring. There's a bride. Looks like a large Barbie. All right, and there's the guy. Okay. So, uh, you said all the keywords, which is, he looks like a hoarder. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I'll post the link to that video. Um, there's, so there's like... Uh, papers and boxes and clothes everywhere and just it's like, just it, you can't even distinguish it as clothes really yeah. it's just like fabric and there's like tool and yeah. I guess it's from like a doll's costume or something yeah and it's you know there's like hardly any room to walk yeah and it's just I couldn't awful. even see any actual furniture really I saw something that might have been a couch but I have no idea I don't know 
Um, and then you also noticed all the creepy dolls. Oh, so um, many creepy dolls. Especially <laughs> the one that doesn't have a face. Yes. So they're... It's like stockings, like, like a pair yes. of pantyhose that were stuffed into like a round shape. Yes. But no face. So they were all... Yeah. And a lot of them were like that. Some of them had like painted faces. They were all wearing like weird mismatched outfits and whatever. Um, so ultimately during the search... The police found 26 of these creepy dolls throughout his apartment. Every single one of those dolls was the mummified corpse of a child that Anatoly had dug up, all between the ages of 3 and 12. So, the reason that there's... Luckily, they didn't show any of those really on the video, because... Oh, all the ones you saw were... Kelly's real excited. No, I saw like things that look like porcelain dolls that were like not mummified. Oh, he took the corpses and he wrapped the, like their hands and feet in fabric, and he would put stockings over their faces. Yeah, I saw those. Yeah. But then there was some. There was two little ones that they seriously looked like Barbies. Yes. 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 Um, but all the other ones that were yeah generally life sized. Yeah, that were like sitting with their legs crossed. Yes. And, yeah, wearing stockings. Yes. Um, so. Um, also, I'm going to get... Don't worry, I'll get into the dolls. Um, oh, all, please do. Also, also in, please don't. Like, oh. I know. Um, also, in the house, they found nameplates that had been removed from graves. Um, instructions for how to make the dolls. Um, maps of cemeteries in the region. And photographs and videos that showed open graves and disinterred bodies. Um, some of the dolls had music boxes inside of them so that when you moved them, they made sound. Um, some of them had personal belongings of the dead um, inside them. Necklaces or mm-hmm. accessories and such. Uh, in one of them, there was a piece of the gravestone that I guess was on her grave um, found inside of her. Another one had a hospital tag with a date and cause of death inside the cavity. Um, and in a third one, there was a dried human heart. And but not the, not the corpse's own heart. Unclear. It was unclear if it was the, that if the heart belonged to that body. Um, one of the bodies in particular, probably the creepier one with the painted face, um, Definitely that one. I'm saying probably one of the creepier mm-hmm. of the ones um, was the body of a young girl named Olga uh, Chardimova, who was 10 years old when she was murdered. Anatoly had her for nine years in his apartment. Um, and just a brief little backstory on Olga. In 2002, uh, she was 10. She begged her mom to let her walk one block to grandma's house by herself because she was 10. She was big enough to do it by herself. And one block, you know, and, sure. Yeah. Um, on her way there, a drug addict abducted her, robbed her, and then beat her over the head when she tried to escape. And her body was not found for five months. And it was later, like when it was found, it had been stuffed behind the pipes in the attic of the building. And so in 2003, which is when they were finally able to bury her, her mom and uh, dad were, um, I think they were, like, building a little fence or something. They were, you know, putting stuff on her grave. And they began to find notes left on her grave. And the notes were addressed to Olga, um, but they, in the note, uh, the note writer called her Little Lady. And they were signed D.A., which stood for Dobri, en- Dobri Engel which means kind angel. Okay. Um, and the notes would continue to appear. They would remember holidays and special dates, like the first day of school. Was it just like little, um, sorry, you know, like Christmas came and went, or I think know, it was today would have been your first day of school, or... I think it was more talking to her like she was there, like, congratulations on the first week of school or very, you know, I don't know. Um, Are you a good girl? Is Papa Noel going to bring you presents? (laughs) Um, Her mom said that in the notes, uh, whoever was writing them, 
who you all know by now, Anatoly's writing them, mm-hmm. uh, he would even remember, like, how old she would have been and what grade she would have been in. Um, and after Anatoly's arrest, um, which he was arrested in 2011, so in 2012, the police um, suggested to her mom that they exhume their daughter's grave um, because of recent findings, and yeah. they did. And they found her coffin with a hole in the top where her body had been pulled out. And they found out that Anatoly had taken her before he even began leaving the notes. So, like, almost the whole time they were visiting their daughter, she wasn't there. And um, her mom even said something uh, along the lines of, I had her for ten years and he had her for nine. Which is... So that's, awful. That's heartbreaking. There. I know. Like all of this has been, you know, of course, horrific and yeah, creepy. But that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. So Anatoly was charged with forty-four counts of desecration of graves and dead bodies. In his confession in court, he stated, "Quote: You abandoned your girls. I brought them home and warmed them up. Probably not in that like." Not sinister way. way, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he he's he's a creep for yes. sure, but it it seems more of like that weird, um, like the nice old man in the neighborhood who yes. likes to give the kids treats. He means and he's, well. He's totally innocent and everything. It's just, but he's still, but creepy. he's creepy. Yes, um, he's not completely innocent. <laughs> yes. Um, so a psyche valve showed that he was schizophrenic with paranoia and unfit to stand trial. So instead, he was sentenced to coercive medical treatment in 2012. That doesn't sound good at all. Well, from coercive? what Coercive? Well, I'm, that's just what... I don't know. That's what they called it. Um, from what I can understand, he's in a mental institution, and it's like every couple years... It goes back to trial to determine if he's well enough to either be released, like if he's been rehabilitated. I think the the theory is that he's going to stay there forever yeah, until he gets better. And um, I think probably forever. Probably forever. Because I mean, I know with you know, like schizophrenia, you know, the right medication, mm-hmm. then yeah, you can be okay. But also, I think a lot of people with schizophrenia. Um, Unless there's somebody, like, with them all the time mm-hmm. making sure that they're keeping up with their medication. Yeah. They, it's it's as simple as stop taking your pills for a day or two. Yeah. And you're back to crazy town. Yes. Um, did he ever explain why, like, even in his crazy yes. town? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's the whole next... My next sentence was, in an interview, Anatoly explained his actions. All right. <laughs> You're really good at guessing what's coming next. Um, maybe I'm good at writing in a predictive way. That's right. We'll go with that. So, this is the part where, like, I started with all the horrible, heartbreaking stuff, and that is all still valid. When you start to get into his reasoning and what he was thinking... I don't even know. I, I didn't... It's not that I felt bad for him. I just... It's sad. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of feel bad for him. I, I say that, I have, having not heard yeah. what he said. Um, and that's why I asked if he'd ever given a reason, because whether he had or not, mm-hmm. like, his logic, you know, it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense in his mind, won't make any real sense to us, so I feel like... Whatever he does say mm-hmm. as his reasons won't be satisfying to anyone. And I imagine wouldn't be satisfying to the victim's families. Oh, no, no, no. Um, so this does make perfect sense in his head. Mm-hmm. So um, he starts out by saying he always wanted children. He always regretted that he never married, never had a family or kids of his own. Um, at one point, he tried to adopt... Against his parents' wishes, obviously. They probably knew there was something <laughs> wrong. A few screws loose. Yes. Uh, the, one of the articles said he was denied due to his income. I think another one said because of his living situation. There were probably a couple other things that those people saw. Little column A, little column B, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, you know, if he's 
I mean, he spent several years just vagabonding around cemeteries. Yeah. Um, and then I know that he was a lecturer at a university. Yeah. Let's just say that the people at the adoption agency are the low-key heroes of this. <laughs> yes. Um, so, <laughs> but my notes are... I wrote half these notes while I was day drinking at a local bar. Um, <laughs> unrelated... He also believed that the dead could be brought back to life using science or black magic. Unrelated. Well, okay, so I know that he <laughs> he had an interest in the occult and probably uh-huh. was very well read. So, like, sure, mm-hmm. maybe black magic. Uh, but from all of the different degrees and studies and mm-hmm. interests, he hasn't really done much science. So, like, no. He I just, can't imagine him trying to pull a Dr. Frankenstein or something. He just thought science would get there. You know how there's some people today who don't believe in science? They think it's all, you know, the scientists I don't believe role. in those people. I feel like he's the, one of the opposite, where it's like, no, 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 science will fix that it's one day. It's just a matter of time. Yes. Um, in Celtic culture, he, which he studied, mm-hmm. the Druids... Uh, would sleep on graves to communicate with the spirits of the dead. So, Anatoly would read obituaries of dead children, and when one kind of spoke to him, no pun intended, (laughs) he would find their grave and sleep on it. And he would specifically be asking the child if they wished to be brought back to life, and he claimed that he had been doing this for 20 years, and he said that he never dug up a grave without the child's permission. However, as he got older, sleeping on the graves became uncomfortable, so he instead would bring the bodies home with him where he could sleep more comfortably near them. And he also hoped that in doing this, um, if he brought the bodies into like a warm, welcoming space, that they would be more willing to talk to him. And he also thought that it would be easier to hear them if they weren't underground. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Katie I, listened so attentively during that whole thing. <laughs> well, so, and like we were saying, like his logic. I mean, when he explains it, it's like, yeah, sure, like, let's pretend for a minute mm-hmm. that you're schizophrenic, so yeah, you might actually be hearing the voices of children, uh-huh. but that's because your brain is messed up. That's a chemical imbalance in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, and I mean, like, I on one hand, I'm like, yeah, like, in, in terms of topsy-turvy crazy world... Yeah, logic is kind of sound. I like couple, in a couple of those things. Like, I like the yeah. progression that his logic took, where it's like okay. It'd be easier to hear them from not from six. Exactly, feet under. and he's like, well, especially I can't. if it's cold and frozen. Yeah, ground. and he's like, I can't. I physically can't sleep on these graves, so I'm just gonna. Where can well, I can sleep in my bed in my home? So, um, I mean, he's almost sympathetic. Yes, especially like the whole like the innocence of it that it was. I would never do. I never dug them up if mm-hmm. they didn't want to come back to life. Yes. which means that he obviously, and I'm using air quotes here, spoke to other children. Yes, um, who who said, said no, no, thanks. thank you, <laughs> leave me where I am. I'm fine here. <laughs> and I mean, it sounds like he would have respected those wishes. And sure, just try to give off those vibes real strong when you die. One of the questions that. I've been having mm-hmm. um, ever since you told me what was in the creepy stocking stuffed uh-huh. cre- uh, figures. I hope it's the same question I wrote down here. You said they were mummified corpses. Oh, yes. Were they mummified when he dug them up? No. That's my next point. <laughs> <laughs> two for two today. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, in fact, he looked up how to, uh, like, a DIY for mummifying. Um, and Stick them in a really big dehydrator. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, he used a mixture of salt and baking soda. Yep. And don't say that like you know how to mummify bodies. I know how to dehydrate things and basically salt cure. 
Chris. Um, which I get, well, I don't actually know what embalming uh, does. But I imagine it would be easier to mummify once you're embalmed, right? That I don't know. Okay, so embalming on, is, all right, it, it drains all of the blood uh-huh. from your body. Yep. But it replaces it with another fluid, a more like a. Embalm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, you know, by removing the blood or replacing it with like this synthetic thing. Embalm. Katie, it's a month. You're, you're slowing the decomposition <laughs> process, right? And so, really, it's just, um, I guess it would just allow the skin to then dry out okay. and dehydrate. Uh, and, like, the muscle tissue to slowly break down. I don't know. I actually, I don't know the science of embalming. Uh, okay, well... Gentle listeners, if you know the name of whatever they put into your dead body when they embalm you, if it's close to embalm. I uh, thought it was formaldehyde. Okay. I don't think it's that. I don't know. If you know without Googling and can DM us the answer, we're going to send you a sticker. There we go. Um, <laughs> Katie's just going to look it up on her own. Um, so, he Anatoly would... Uh, make this homemade mixture, salt cure, and he, this says that he would keep the bodies in a dry, safe place until they dried out. It was not clear where he was keeping them. And then it said he would transport them to his home. My question is, how the hell is he doing that? Is he walking? Is this the one time he's decided to use a car? Does he have a wagon that he's inconspicuously dragging around Well, I mean, with him? all the years that he was bebopping around those cemeteries uh-huh. and he got stopped and questioned by police a lot, uh-huh. um, he probably learned some patterns of, like, how to avoid mm. being uh, spotted or, you know, what are times where you might encounter another yeah. person, whether it's of, you know... I'm also or... trying to figure out if he is, if his body is old enough that he cannot comfortably sleep on the ground. Well, my body's not old enough to comfortably sleep okay. on the ground. And mine I'm isn't. Okay, mine isn't either. But me saying that because I've had back pain all week and know I couldn't sleep on the hard ground. I also know that I could not take a shovel and go dig up a grave and then haul a body out of it and then fill in the grave and then carry the body back to wherever I live. So how's he doing that? I mean, I could do that. I <laughs> uh, just realized how bad that might have sounded. Yeah. I could totally dig up a grave. Like, psh- just you put me at it, and I will. Yeah, I will you uh, you said that with a lot of confidence. No, I was just thinking about there's a difference between like the physical exertion versus just laying on a hard ground. Like I'm basically a skeleton, and so my bones <laughs> just dig into the ground. Uh-huh. Especially if I try to lay on my side, my hips and my shoulders are just digging into the ground. I'm here to tell you. It's very painful. That extra padding doesn't do <laughs> jack shit <laughs> for comfortably laying on the ground. So, but at the same time, you know, I'm a very active person. I like doing... This is true. I like going to the gym, and I like... Digging up graves. Exactly. And... That's my weekend hobby. I'm just going to text Sheldon real quick. <laughs> have him check the yard. He's out of town right now, so... Ooh. That's the real reason I need to get home before long. Yeah, you're acting not, real not sketchy. To, not to go, like, <laughs> hang out with the dogs, but, you know... You're like, I have to let the dogs out. All this rain we've had has kind of softened up the earth. It'll oh, be a whole gosh. lot easier to dig up. Than... You do live close to a cemetery. Two. Two of them. Whew. All right. So, um, okay. So, somehow he's getting the bodies back. So, more of his reasoning. He said that the reason he made the children into dolls is because he was worried that when they came back to life, 
they would be unhappy in their ugly bodies or their decomposing bodies. Well, in order to come back to life and have, you know, and come uh-huh. back into, you know, I guess their spirit, uh-huh. we, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, Animate. Occupy their, uh-huh. their physical body. Um, you would have to rehydrate them. Uh, well, he's not worried about that. Um, well, he, then he's not thinking clearly, he al- is he? <laughs> he also said, uh, ironically, that he wanted them to have functional bodies for when he learned how to bring them back to life. So I don't know if this was part of him trying to preserve them as best he could, but also make them presentable. Um, I feel like this is just kind of his desire to have children manifesting in a very uh, uh, unsettling way. Unacceptable, like societally unacceptable manner. Yes. Based on his um, impaired mental yes. faculties. Yes. Um, he would stuff them with rags. Call back to Miss Marion. Marion, um, because they would shrink and wither as they dried. Um, sorry, that was my wine doing the little fun thing in my throat. We're all <laughs> um, he also would wrap their limbs in, um, in stockings. Um, sometimes he would make wax masks for their faces and paint them. Yeah, you don't want colors. them, uh, you don't want their like, skin bits and stuff falling off. Yes. So put them in the stockings. I'm pretty sure I saw one that did have a wax mask because it yes. looked like a creepy, like it did look wax and it had like a creepy kind of marionette type face. Yes. The one... It was kind of like leaning off of the shelf like this, and it had like a weird, like... (laughs) should take pictures of you when you... Yeah. Um, He... So this one, which I'll post a picture of that one. Oh my god. That is uh, Natasha, the little ten-year-old girl. Oh gosh. And there's actually a side-by-side um... Of, like, what she looked like. like I see it. Yeah. Yeah, like, who she was versus... She's such a cute little girl. I know. Her story's very tragic. Um, so, in addition to the wax masks, Anatoly sometimes would put buttons or toy eyes in their eye sockets so that they could watch TV with him. Um, he thought of them as his children. He even would set up tea parties for them, and he celebrated all of their birthdays. And... It's just kind of sad. Like, again, he's kind of sympathetic. Yeah. It's like, no, you're you're obviously crazy, and what he's done is definitely very wrong, Mm -hmm. very not okay, and very hurtful to um, the families. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, and yeah, he kind of is a monster, but he's, (laughs) but at the same time, he's He's not. He's sick. He's, I mean, mental illness is a sickness. It's it's like you did very horrible things. Yes. You are a monster, but in your mind. Yeah. You were just being a nice, caring person. And it's like, it's, it's hard to. Especially because it, he didn't kill it, anyone. I mean, he's yeah. not a murderer. No, he's not a murderer. He he, he had no sinister or nefarious yep. anything. Like, not, all of this was, it was just... It was, Very misguided. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's. I mean, like, absolutely, the, 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 the victims, the families of... Um, I'm saying victims. It's the victims are the families yes. of the, yes, yes. The, the deceased... Um, not the deceased themselves. Like, absolutely, they should be very angry and upset with this guy. And, yes. Um, like, have every right to hate him and think he's a monster. Um, but at the same time, like, I, if it was me and that was, you know, one mm-hmm. of my family members found in his hoarder nightmare yeah. nest, um, I would be so confused yeah. as to, to how to feel. How you're, yeah, how you're feeling. Because on one hand, I would be very upset, you know, for myself and right. for my, my poor loved one who right. is, you know, there. 
Um, but at the same time, my understanding that this man is clearly, yeah. clearly disturbed and in need of very serious help, it, it kind of takes, like, the wind out of your sails. It, yeah. It's, uh, it, it douses your, your hate fire. Yeah. It's, it's like, once you realize that he, like you said, he didn't have any ill intent, he was... Mm-hmm. He thought he was doing a good thing. It was, it was. I think, literally just his his desire to have children. Yeah. Just manifesting in this, like, I don't, I don't want to say innocent, but like, it was. Yeah. And yeah. It was just manifesting in this this bad, unhealthy yeah. way. But he wasn't aware that. Yeah. What he was doing was was wrong. Yeah. And I think what's also so unsettling is that he was so smart in other areas. He was a lecturer. He was an author. You know, like... It's it's disarming. Yes. It's... And it, it almost makes you think, surely he must have known what he was doing. But... Well, just... um, a beautiful mind. Uh huh. That was that's based off of a real person, right? A yes. very, very intelligent mathematician uh-huh. who also has schizophrenia. Yes. Um so I mean didn't dig up dead bodies, to no, be clear. No, he had the paranoid kind where he thought that they had implanted a tracker and he was Ed, uh, decoded this crazy thing and I almost said Ed Helms. Who am I th- Ed Harris? <laughs> Ed Harris is out to get him. Then I almost said Ed Burns. Was it Ed Harris? I thought Ed Harris was the bad guy, and Russell Crowe is the yeah, yeah. beautiful mind. Yeah, I love me I some Ed Harris. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Um, and who was the imaginary? Who played the college roommate that was his <gasps> oh. friend? Spoiler alert! I don't remember. Um, anyway, I'm now getting mixed up with Dead Poet Society. But anyway, yeah, like he's mentally ill, but it hasn't manifested mm-hmm. in a. Harmful. I mean, it, it was harmful to him and his family and right. um, everything, but not in a way that harmed other people. Yes. Um, and then again, also, I'm saying all of this, and like you know, being concerned for yeah the the victims, the families of these um, bodies. I, I don't give a damn what happens to me, <laughs> uh, my physical form when uh-huh. I die. Yeah. Um, I I personally think it's kind of dumb to be attached to yeah. a corpse, um, but I'm not saying that to disparage anyone else who, who right. does have right um, who, who does like to go to cemeteries. Yes. Uh, to know that the the body of their not loved in one general, is there. just like yeah, to, to know, they they go to visit their <laughs> loved one and know that their their body yeah. is there. Um, like if if that's something that's comforting and helpful to you, by all means. Like I'm not trying to yeah. disparage or make anyone feel bad. We're just saying um, for you, for me personally. I don't. I don't. We're gonna care. stuff you like Stephen. Yep. And I'm just gonna hang me up on your wall. No, I'm going to prop you up in the chair. That's right. And then I'm just going to do the podcast and pause periodically. I think there's actually a culture. It might be uh, Pacific Islanders. I think it's some, like, uh, Asian island uh, community Mm -hmm. that when a member of their family, I think especially it's, like, like the grandparents or something, Uh um, when they pass, they actually keep the body like, with them in the house for, like, a month or something. I'll have to look that up. But I'm pretty sure that, like, that's a cultural thing to actually keep their corpse around. Um, Jerick, if you're listening... might actually beforehand. I said Jerick, if you're listening, like, he's not editing this episode. Jerick, if I die before you, just cremate me and carry me around in an urn. Or have my ashes turn into, like, a piece of jewelry. There you go. And wear that. A fake diamond. Yeah. But for you, don't give it to any other girl. That's right. Can't get remarried. We had that discussion recently. He asked me how long I'd wait after he died before I remarried. And I said, at least a year. And I said, how long would you wait? And he said, I wouldn't get remarried. (laughs) And then I felt really bad. See, I know I probably would not ever get remarried if I lost Shelton. Uh, but I feel like 
I I don't, you know, on one hand, I'm like, I don't want you to get remarried because you're mine and no one else can have you, even if I can't. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, he would die without me. Yeah, that's like, kind of how I feel. He needs someone to take care of him. Yeah. So, like, I think I mean, if oh, Jer- an appropriate amount of time, wait, and then get remarried. But if for me, Jer- I'm so independent that, like, honestly, for the longest time, I never thought I would get married. Oh. I think I would definitely get remarried, but I think if Jarek didn't get remarried, he would, he would just start, like, hoarding dogs and the house would fall into disrepair. And I feel like he'd eventually move into, like, an apartment over a barn or a shed in uh, his brother's house or, like, uh, a, a property. Or he'd move back to the horse farm where he used to work and live on the barn there. Yeah. Oh yes, this, there's a picture on the there's table. There's a picture of, of him with the horse. That's actually one of the Budweiser horses. Oh, cool. Um, okay, sorry for the tangent. I have like three more things to say. Oh, I thought we were basically done. That's why you were we just are letting basically. Me, done. I thought that's why you were just letting me go. I have uh, one kind of funny thing, a very sad thing, and then another kind of funny thing. All right, I think that's a good like plan Sandwich. for it. Sandwich, yeah. Know? In like, terms of bring our spirits up to crush us, but then have something else to kind of soften yes. the blow after. And when I say funny, of course I mean dark and yeah, our, it's our kind, our brand of funny. <laughs> um, so he talking about all the dolls and children he had. He did say that there were a few he disliked, and so he just kept those in the garage. Which all I can think of is, like, he's trying to have, like, a tea party with his girls, and there's, like, Janet over there <laughs> eyeballing him, and he gets so annoyed with it that he puts her in the garage. Becky, if you are not gonna play nice, like, I asked for one lump. You don't just throw it in there. It splashes and spills everywhere. It makes a big mess. You gently place it like a lady. Yes. Um, well, you, parents always like to say, well, I don't have a favorite child. Anatoly we, did. We all know that parents have favorite children. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything publicly on this podcast about who the favorite in our family is. Um, so, this is the sad part. Uh, speaking of parents, his parents knew that he had a weird doll collection but they thought that he just had a hobby of making creepy-ass dolls. And they had no idea that there were corpses in them. Apparently, they spent a lot of time away from home, so he had the house to himself a lot. Um, they were really distraught by the news, obviously. And uh, very sadly, they were completely ostracized from their community and... Um, and the mother allegedly, um, things got so bad that she offered her husband poison and said, let's just kill ourselves because this is just terrible. But he refused. Um, I believe they are both in fairly poor health right now. Um, I want to say one of them has diabetes and one of them had like a heart attack or something. Um, that some time has passed and I hope they were able to like maybe move to a new community yeah and I I, or at the very least that their community was able to forgive them forgive them yeah yeah. because they didn't I mean it's like yeah again it's that whole like yeah sure he's kind of a monster uh uh-huh and you know he was living under their roof and in that community just realized we didn't have our light on yeah um for so long but, I mean, eventually, like, I mean, sure, like, when all this comes out, everyone's yeah. going to be overwhelmed and overwrought and yeah. whatnot. Um, but eventually people have got to, like, calm down and realize yes. that, like, these are people, like, yes, all of these victims of mm-hmm. the families whose, you know, loved ones have been, you know, desecrated. Um, right. They, they are definitely victims, but the the poor parents they, yeah I mean this is this is their child too yeah and I know it's kind of one of those things like um, I don't know <laughs> I was I was gonna try and make an analogy of like you know yeah it sucks well, knowing that your kid might be getting bullied at school kind of a thing yeah but then it sucks knowing that 
your kid is doing the bullying and yeah. causing the And the you harm didn't know. And you didn't know. Yeah. And then, of course, it's like, oh, man, it's it's my kid is being a bully, and yeah. I thought I raised him better. Yeah. And... Well, and it's not like it's not like they took up for him and were defending him. No, I'm sure not. I think they were just as shocked as everyone else, and it's just the community kind of turned against them. Um, all right, so the neighbors also were shocked. They described Anatoly as quiet. They said that, sure, they noticed a rancid smell coming from the apartment, but they assumed, they assumed it was just the nasty smell of gross apartments. And when I first read that, I was like, did they just think, like, is there just a way that Russian apartments smell? Well, think of some Russian foods. Stanky. Like, yeah, like not great smelling. <laughs> I assumed, I was like, well, maybe it's, I, you know, I was on a hoarder's kick for a long time. I watched all of them, which is the only oh, yeah. reason I don't There's watch it anymore. There's a whole bunch on Netflix right now, and I binged them all. Yeah, me bad. too. But you know how sometimes you're like, wow, that person's house must smell awful? I guess maybe people kind of realized he was a hoarder and were like, sure, this is what, I guess that's just what his house smells like. He's just a nasty bitch. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, the neighbors knew him, like, oh, yeah, he's quiet. Well, they probably were like, oh, yeah, he's real smart, obviously, but also just kind of a quiet, uh, you know, shy. I tried <laughs> mixing <laughs> those words twice. I was going to say quiet, but also quiet, shy. Quiet, shy. And then I was going to say shy and then quiet. Anyway. He was shy. He was. Quiet. Yeah, he was quiet. <laughs> Actually, that's, I think, Japanese for cute. <laughs> He wasn't cute. We'll post a picture. He was he was shy at he was shy at for sure. Um, anyways, like you know, and, and that is a, a kind of a common thing for some very smart but also like socially inept people yeah. to be hoarders and like you yes. know, and sometimes they're they're just they get hyper focus on some project or something yeah. that they're working on that hygiene falls way off yes. the priority scale. Well, they were probably like, hey, that's the guy that spent two years walking around cemeteries and drinking rainwater. He mm-hmm. smells. Obviously, his house smells, too. Yeah. Come on. Um, well, the last thing I have is that as of 2018, he was still in a psychiatric facility. He has to Good. stay there until the court deems him fit to leave. I could not find any updates past then. Um, I assume if he ever gets out, it would make the news, so... Well, I mean, and when you say when the court deems him fit to leave, does mm-hmm. that mean he can leave to go home to wait to stand trial? I think it means or... he can leave and be done with... They made it sound like this. his sentence is, you're at a psychiatric facility until you're better, mm-hmm. until you don't have these problems anymore. If you get to a point where you don't have these problems anymore, you can go home. Because, again, it, I mean, he was convicted of, like, uh, grave desecration. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, con- I mean, he's not a convicted murderer. That, I mean, yeah, and that's where ugh, I'm just, I've got so many conflicting thoughts because, yeah. you know, with law, there's a lot of black and white, but there's still also a lot of gray. Mm-hmm. And so on one hand, you know, I'm thinking about the the families right. of these, you know, his children, <laughs> um, that I, like, that's a very, I would imagine a very heartbreaking, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I imagine it would be heartbreaking just to know that someone stole the corpse of your loved one. Right. Um, and then I can't imagine what it would be like to find out that not only was the corpse stolen, but then turned into a doll and treated like a child. Yeah. Kept by this person. Yeah. Um, and again, we're talking about like the, I want to hate him, but also I understand that he's sick and that like, were he well, he probably would not have done this because if he were well, he would know that that's not an okay thing to do. And so it's trying to equate a whole bunch of, of different like facts and understanding and like empathizing. But at the same time, like it's, I don't know, it's it's kind of also like when kids commit crimes. It's yeah, like you you committed a crime, so you should be punished. But at the same time, you're 15 and your brain hasn't formed, or fully. or you're 10 and yeah, like 
you know, uh, you did something bad. You accidentally, you were playing with your next door neighbor friend and you accidentally killed them. Right. Um, happens all the time. Um, but it's, it's like you did something wrong. Yeah. But you kind of also didn't know better. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's like, should, should this per? it's, it's almost, he's schizophrenic, of course, yeah. he's kind of like multiple people. So yeah. it's like, should this person be punished for the things the crazy version of them did? Yeah. But also, you can't really punish the crazy person because they don't know. They don't yeah. realize that what they've done is wrong. Yeah. I wonder. This is more difficult to try and <laughs> discuss than freaking time travel. Yeah, it's a weird ethical. I actually, I started thinking about um, like trying to put myself in the place of the families. Uh-huh. But that's where I've been trying to come from this whole time. Yeah, because well, again, I personally. Don't care. Right. Well, it wouldn't bother me. I was also thinking, I was like, well, I very luckily and gratefully have not experienced the loss of a child in our family. Yeah. And... And see, that's the other thing is that these are all... Yeah. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, well, would it make a difference if he had dug up adults, like elderly people who had lived a full life and died well, of natural why? causes. No, they've already lived a full life. They don't need to come back to life. The children didn't have a full life. They didn't have a well, chance. So they, I don't, they should be given the chance to come back to I life don't feel like if the, they choose. I don't feel like the families cared what his reasoning was. I'm just wondering. I'm like, okay, the only, you know, I'm thinking of my grandparents and I'm like, okay, would I be super upset if someone dug one of them up and was taking care of them or, you know, doing what they thought they were doing to take care of them. It's like, yeah, I would be upset, but like not like lock them away forever. I would say get that person help. Yeah. See, that's my thing is with me not caring. Like I, I wouldn't be upset. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be more like uh, my, my grandmother, my grandfather is not in this, yeah, it's like it's disrespectful, but thing anymore. Yeah, like it, it's it's a bag of bones at this point. It's that yeah. means nothing to me. All I, you know, my memories. That's yeah. what it means. Um, I wouldn't be upset. I would. I would generally just be more concerned about getting that person who did that help. Yes, I feel like though, with it being kids, yeah, a it's already. I would imagine, because again, I'm very fortunate to have not right. lost any children of my own. Um, I imagine that that's just such a gaping wound that, yeah. that does not heal well. Yes. Or quickly at all. Yes. And that. And, and, and also the fact that so many crimes against children mm-hmm. a lot of times are in a sexual way. Yeah. And. Um, and while, yes, he just thought of them as his children, and it, it apparently it mm-hmm. seems very all innocent in that yeah. way, um, I feel like that... It would be hard just, to believe that that was the only intent behind yeah, there's, it. There's yeah, there's no nefarious yeah. goings-on yeah. along with it. And so, I don't know. I Yeah, I feel like it, it's worse because it's kids, just yeah. because everything is always worse. It when is. it's kids. Yeah. Um. Um. Well, sorry to end on a bummer yeah, sorry. note. Um, we, we, you had planned it with the funny I and the know. sad and the funny-ish. Um, well, I'm, I never, I'm not going to start saying my sources. I almost, whatever, <laughs> go to the show notes. They're listed there. Um, so I don't know, I just... <laughs> We'll go back to the not, like, sad and heartbreaking thing of, like, Uh it is a really, I guess, interesting ethical conundrum, Um, and I feel like there's probably some legal minds out there who would have a really good, interesting time with this, as well as some, you know, um, psychologists. Yes. So if you're a a legal person or a psychology person. Or just someone who has an opinion. Yeah. DM us. We'll send you a sticker. Also, let me know what embalming fluid is. Oh, I have the called. answer for you, but you I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it here because I'm going to let somebody else 
<laughs> and it's it's also it's not called embalm. It is. No, it's called embalming fluid. Okay. Um, Same mix of compounds. I'm gonna give a little and shout out. It's real quick. Embalm is a verb. It's to embalm. Whatever. Um, I'm going to give a local shout out that I just thought of. Um, <laughs> this is something that I did, um, Saturday night, uh, probably a little bit drunk, but it's fine. Uh, there is a girl, her name is Darby and her Instagram is art by Darby and she did a beautiful, um, I don't know if it's watercolor or what. It's a portrait of a dog. Um, My best friend's dog recently passed away, and she did a portrait of the dog, and it looks exactly like her, like personality and all. And I happened to meet her. Um, Long story short, I hadn't eaten all day. Not my fault. I was trying to eat, but also there was a food truck that was just serving cocktails, and so I was having a cocktail. It's not exactly a food truck, though, is it? It was a cocktail truck. I got a sticker from them, too, and I can't remember the name. Um, Anyway, I met this girl. She's super nice. Um, I sent her a bunch of pictures of my dog unsolicited and then said, please send me your your Venmo information and tell me how much it costs. Um, anyways, long story short, Jarek, we're getting a portrait of Kelly, um, and just go follow Art by Darby, and if you want a very beautiful and true-to-nature portrait of your dog, send her a message. It's much preferable to digging up your dog's corpse and turning them into dolls. Yes. Oh, that was a good tie-in. Good job. Okay. That's All why right. you pay me the big bucks. This is why I pay you... <laughs> um and per Jarek's request we're gonna do a cheerier sign off he's gonna be he's gonna hate me he <laughs> hates when I mention things that he's like told us to work on <laughs> so anyways everyone have a great week bye <laughs> God, that was annoying <laughs>